0: from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, this is Checking In with Check for a Lump, Arizona's prominent breast cancer nonprofit, providing free education, mammograms, wigs, and support. Now, let's check in with Check for a Lump.
1: We are so excited to be here with you all. So, I am your host, Holly Rose, founder and CEO of Check for a Lump. And I have my co host, Ashley Plum, Director of Development. How are you doing, Ashley? Doing good. Excited to be here. Yes. Yay. Today, we are going to dive into our education. We also have with us Laura Pensa, our Director of Programs. How are you, Laura? doing wonderful glad to be here Woo-hoo. and our director of outreach Jessica Cadby hello so today we are talking about our check for a lump education program uh, we that's exactly how we started is trying to motivate women to do breast exams and to do timely mammograms so so important i think that uh, so many women take it for granted and they aren't doing breast self-exams and uh, again so important because 70 percent of women are finding breast cancer through self-exams and timely mammograms also equally important because if you find breast cancer in the early stages you have close to a hundred percent chance of surviving So um, we expanded our education program. Uh, Really, we started out because I dove deep into education myself. I had just a horrible, horrible time through chemo. And my kids were nine and 10 when I went through breast cancer 13 years ago. And I sat on the couch and I watched my children walk out the door. I watched my husband walk out the door. And I really just watched my life passing me by. And I said, hell to the no, I am never doing that again. I'm gonna learn everything I can to ensure that breast cancer does not come back and I do not sit in that chemo chair again. And so, uh, I, I first learned ninety percent of breast cancer patients have zero family history of breast cancer, and it was really shocking to me that my community. Um, it, it had no idea of this fact either. And these were, you know, attorneys, they were uh, uh, CEOs, they were company owners, even nurses. Uh, women just were unaware that less than 10% of breast cancer is hereditary. So uh, that was my first clue that I needed to share this information. And then when I started to dive deep into it, uh, I picked up a book on nutrition. And my first thought was, oh, my gosh, maybe this wasn't a fluke. Maybe maybe this had something to do with my nutrition. And sure enough, uh, depending on which organization you quote, the World Health Organization, 30 to 50% of all cancer, not just breast cancer, is caused by lack of proper nutrition. Same American Cancer Society, 30% of all cancer, lack of proper nutrition. Why are we not talking about this? And uh, I think it's so important when you look at our society and what we're being served and the portions that we're being served and what's in our food, we need to start talking about this. And uh, from there you know I I learned uh, the the correlations with the toxins that are in our environment and how alcohol has a huge correlation to breast cancer and you know w- again why as women were we not talking about this so we expanded our our education from that simple call to action don't be a chump check for a lump which now uh, again we're simply check for a lump uh we expanded to you know we started with a tiny little trifold pamphlet that we were handing out everywhere talking about the facts so that women could empower themselves with the knowledge that I had gained and then we expanded to I think by year four we were a, a folder with pamphlets and we started bringing on sponsors that they included their content as well and then uh we expanded by year. I think 2015 was our first magazine. It was 40 pages filled with content, and from there we just exploded. I, uh, you know, learned as much as I could from expert doctors and started receiving scholarships to attend uh, at national conferences, the San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium, the uh, a Project Lead course, the um, AACR are uh, very fortunate to learn from leading experts, just the the top information. And so we now have an 80-page publication that has a 50,000 distribution in English, a 10,000 distribution in Spanish, and is, is so proud of of the content that we provide because it's really – What women don't know, they don't know. And so you can pick up our magazines uh, all across the valley. We're in 300 locations uh, distributing. You can also find our magazine online and you can request a free copy online. It's in English and Spanish. And again, you can request the free copy. We can mail you one copy. We can mail you uh, 100 copies, whatever you would like. And so uh, the other thing that we do is provide wellness workshops so we can come to your work, your church, your women's leagues, and we cover everything that's in our magazine, including all of the facts regarding breast cancer. We include screening guidelines. A lot of women are unaware of the screening guidelines. When do we start mammograms? What should I be looking for if I do a self-exam? How do I do a self-exam? So we include all of that, and then we dive into prevention. I think this is something that is lacking in the breast cancer community is let's start talking about how can we reduce the incidence of breast cancer overall. There's so much that we have control over. And if we all started to make these baby steps to lowering our risk, we could really start to reduce that number. Again, thinking about 30 to 50% of all cancers lack of proper nutrition, let's start that conversation. And so uh, we can also do our workshops virtual. If, if it doesn't work out uh, that we can come to you or if you aren't in Arizona, we can definitely do that virtual. We've gone so far as um, giving a, a, a virtual to uh, Paramount, uh, which was uh, 300 people. So we're happy to share our education with anyone, anytime. And um, I've been doing all of our presentations, and now we have Ashley Plum who's giving the presentations. Ashley, what's been your experience when you give a presentation?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, really just the way that the women really want to like learn and absorb as much as they possibly can. Um, And, you know, just they ask questions, they, they want to dive deep into specific topics uh, and they're just, their enthusiasm to learn more and educate themselves better Um, because you don't know what you don't know until you start to hear about it and then you're like oh i didn't know that i need to learn some more Um, so it's been really great
1: yeah laura you as well i remember you and i um trying to uh, reach into the schools so that we could hit our target audience of moms and do you remember those conversations at at the at our booth
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that once women realize that some of the simple steps that they can take to lower their risk aren't really that um, that difficult and they really aren't that um, medical, like you don't need to be a doctor to understand these things. They're pretty simple. Women want to understand more. They want to lower the risk. They want to make their homes healthy for their families. And um, I just I noticed that the women, once they start talking about it, they're really eager to make those little changes.
1: I agree. I remember presenting to um, the National Charity League. Um, who we have worked with and they were a part of our founding story assisting me with meals and then looping around volunteering and presenting to the the mothers and then the daughters who were sixth grade to high school and one of the pieces of education you know going back to that nutrition we always asked women okay here's your chump challenge is what is your magic number? You know, how many servings and fruits and vegetables are you receiving every single day? And it it was surprising that even within that audience of, you know, very engaged women in the community, the average answer was two or three servings and your immune system is not working properly if you're only receiving two or three servings of of fruits and vegetables and uh, your immune system, if it's working properly properly, that's when it's going to go in and really try and attack and kill those cancer cells so it never develops into a mass. And, you know, obviously not every type of cancer is is nutrition. Some of those are genetic components or uh, is, is something else, you know, genetically going on that isn't attributable to, to nutrition. But the portion that is, we, we have the power. And I remember once the children learned that, they were holding their moms accountable of mom, what's your magic number? You know, and having your child ask you that. Jess, did your mom ever ask you or did you ever ask your mom?
4: <laughs> oh, my mom and my dad. My dad, especially coming from Montana, growing up on steak and potatoes, he actually credits a lot of his healthy eating to me now. Just because of how much I've changed my diet and how they see that. Because when we eat with family meals, you know, there's only things that certain things I'll eat. So, yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) So impactful. Uh, Laura, what about you? You have young girls and, you know, and your son as well. But I think, you know, breast cancer and thinking about your daughters, I remember thinking, my gosh, if I got breast cancer because of my nutrition, what about my daughters? Are they going to get breast cancer because of what I've been feeding them?
3: I think my girls are at a direct advantage of seeing what I went through. And now they're like very health conscious. They want to make good choices to keep their bodies really, really in prime condition and able to fight off, you know, anything that comes their way. So they are really receptive to eating healthy And even like when we go shopping or whatever, they'll like pick up a a bottle of something, you know, say a fancy lotion and they'll be like, mom, pull out your phone. We got to check and see if this is a healthy, you know, a lotion for us to bring home. They're really considerate and they're thoughtful about what we put in our house.
1: Isn't that crazy that when I started learning about chemicals and started to dive into that, I was so terrified. I tried to remember all the names of all the different chemicals and it gave me so much anxiety. I was walking through the store and it really didn't matter which store I was in and looking at the shelves and picking up products and looking at the ingredients and realizing, I can't buy that, and I can't buy that either. And I I was naive to think that if it was on the shelves of this big store, uh, obviously it should be safe. Uh, I should be able to trust what was on the shelves. And come to find out, absolutely not. It's definitely, you know, there are are toxic chemicals in our everyday products. And people just aren't talking about it. And I think that's a, a huge piece of our education is learning the tools i love the environmental working group and their ewg app because you can pick that up you can scan a barcode and it will tell you the product has high concern for cancer high concern for immune toxicity Uh, high concern for allergies. It's just such a great tool. And it it helped reduce my anxiety because I didn't have to remember all of these toxic chemical chemicals anymore. I could just use their app. Uh, I know, Ashley, isn't there another app that you use?
2: Yeah, I've been using Yucca or Yuka. I'm not exactly sure how to say it. Um, It's Y-U-K-A. Um, it's very similar to that as well, um, where you can scan the products and, and look it up and and it's, you know, gives you, um, you know, like if it's a good or excellent or bad, and then if it's bad, um, it gives you recommendations for uh, products that are good so that way well, you don't have to keep going down the aisle and scanning everything you can go, oh, well, That's a good rating. All right, let's go with that one instead.
1: Yeah. And didn't you find that it was shocking? I would think if I found something that uh, received a good rating, I thought, oh, well, I can buy all of this brand. And then once I started checking, I realized that one product of theirs would be good, but the other product would get an F and highly toxic. And so I learned I couldn't just trust a brand. I had to research all of their products and then realize, okay, this is a brand I can fully trust across the board.
2: Yep. I've learned that. Um, I've been um, slowly because it can be expensive. um, So I've been slowly switching out all of our products um, in the house as we run out. And, you know, just like you, I was like, oh, well, I can use this whole brand line because it's supposed to be green and healthier and when I scan the things, nope, wrong. So you have to really be careful and be mindful of what you're picking up and really check everything well, uh, and not just
1: trust. And Ashley, on your note that it can be ex- expensive, I think that, uh, Laura, uh, you uh, brought some great tools into our office of non-toxic recipes.
3: Yeah. I What I really love is once you have the education, which we're really – We're really able to put into our magazine and also teach our volunteers. Um, Once you realize how simple you can make so many of these things, it doesn't take a whole lot of ingredients. And a lot of times it can be really cost effective. And I I kind of have gotten addicted to making my own products because people love them. So it's, I make them for myself. And if I've got a nice big batch, I give some away and, and people really respond well to it and they love it too.
1: I think it's so fabulous. And um, going back to the, the chemicals, what people aren't aware of as well, I was so shocked when I learned that the In Europe, over 1,500 chemicals are banned because they know they are carcinogenic. And in the United States, only 35 are banned. What in the world is wrong with the U.S. that we are not keeping up with that? And I know Europe now is doing... Um, a huge push for by, um, I can't remember the, what it's called, but they're doing a huge ban. Their goal is by the year 2030 to ban an additional 22,000 chemicals to be used in products because they know they are carcinogenic. Can anyone recall what that's called?
2: I believe that is called the great detox.
1: Yes, thank you, Ashley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I I so hope that the US will follow suit. Um, because that's that's our health and when you think about not only the impact to our lives but think about that financial impact to our economy when you're looking at health insurance costs booming the cost of cancer is expensive and if we could start to bring down those costs and pour that into prevention instead my gosh we would be so much healthier and so i am I'm just I'm, I'm so happy that all of our team we've all brought pieces of education to our program and so happy that we get to share through our magazine so please go to our website check for a download your copy request a copy or pick it up please share any pieces of our education with you that you can and um yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about our education, but first, we are going to rock out.
0: Golden blood and the 4-H stone, the things I brought you when I found out you had cancer of the bone. father cried on the telephone, and he drove his car into the Navy Yard, just to prove that he was sorry. In the morning, in the window shade, when the light pressed up against your shoulder blade, I could see what you were reading. the glory that the Lord has made, and the complications you could do without when I kissed you on the mouth. Oh, All- Lord has made and the complications when I see his face in the morning in the window. All the glory when he took our place, but he took my shoulders and he shook my face. And he takes and he takes and he takes.
1: Rocking out with us, Sage Sakala, Kenna Kelly, and Danny King. We are so grateful to have you in studio with us today. So we're going to get back to talking about our education, and I would love to talk with each one of our staff and um, just get their opinion on how our education impacted their personal life and their family's life. Um, Jess, you mentioned, you know, your dad, even changing eating habits, how has, has our education, because you were with us from, from day one, you know, at the age of 10, how has our education impacted your life?
4: Well, I think just with your, you know, your hunger for knowledge and you putting yourself in situations and at events that you can gain this bra- groundbreaking knowledge and be on the forefront of that. And so, as a kid, you know, I volunteering, they were just always such fun activities. And I knew it was for good, you know. But then, you know, going off to college, it kind of became where's the free food? I'm just going to try to find all the free food and that's what I'll eat. And anything that'll fit in a microwave and that I can cook in a microwave, <laughs> that's, I'm there. So, you know, I really based my diet around convenience. I think, which a lot of us do, and I had really no idea what I was really putting into my body. And I have an autoimmune disease, and that's huge with you know your immune system and everything. So having aggressive Crohn's, I really have to be vigilant of taking care of my body and lowering that inflammation. And because the medication I am on, it even increases my risk for cancer as well. So. Check for a Lump honestly has probably saved me and it completely changed my life around. Coming back from college, I, was, I just felt weak. I wasn't keeping up, keeping up with my peers. You know, I was on antibiotics probably once a month or every other month. And I just didn't have the energy that you know, my peers had. And so I really t- took a deep look at my life and when I was blessed enough that Holly was like, Jess, we need help. And I was just so happy to be able to start working for Check for a Lump. And I found out so much about the diet and just what we feed our bodies. And your body is really your temple. And you can really you know, change your energy, change your mood, change everything with what you're feeding your body.
1: I think one of your first tasks I gave you was we were working on the magazine and I gave you here are cancer fighting foods let's find some pictures let's find some descriptions and 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 you, I remember you made it fun bringing the lightheartedness that you put in little jokes regarding each each of you know <laughs> broccoli <laughs> yeah
4: definitely and realizing that your body needs these nutrients and your immune system really needs these nutrients and it can do amazing things. And so I went from being sick every, you know, every month to I haven't had antibiotics now for over a year.
1: And I can say that you are not wink, wink, (laughs) you are not weak. I have watched you uh, so strong and work so hard at Check for a Lump and uh, just pour your heart and soul and your hours and your energy that, yeah, you are definitely strong. Oh,
4: thank you. (laughs) Well, it took work and I thank Check for a Lump for really giving me that knowledge base and a couple like Chris Beats Cancer is a great book to read and just different resources. Our website has all of the nutrition information and so do our wellness workshops. And it's just super important to really treat your body right. And it can prevent so much.
1: I agree. And Laura, I want to loop back around with you making the products. And I think it's so beautiful that part of your legacy is uh, we now provide products that our staff makes. Can you tell us a little bit about what you created?
3: Yeah. So I'm really proud of that too. Um, So trying to gift, especially breast cancer patients, products. You know, often people think of like, you know, the hand creams and the body scrubs and, you know, just different things that are going to be either going on to their skin or um, that they're wearing. And we really wanted to make sure that those were going to be healthy for them, that that everything that we would gift would be something we could be proud of and something that we knew would be good for them. And so diving into what kind of um, items those would be. Um, I actually was playing with the recipes and um trying to just just make it as basic but as lovely as possible um with really great ingredients. Um, I was able to take those recipes to the Girl Scouts and my daughters are in the troop. and um we just spent several lessons exploring why these ingredients are great for us. Um, what you know, what substitutions you can make in your day-to-day life that are really simple and actually a better choice, not just for your health, but overall just your wellness. It's going to be a benefit. And the girls loved it. They got so excited. They have been using these products in their own homes and in addition, they've been really excited to just get together and make them so that we can give them to breast cancer survivors. And what a and great so impact on children, awesome.
1: you know, to to really provide them with education, but you did it in such a fun way that they're going to they're going to take that with them for life. You know, it's
3: really important to me too because like you, I learned a lot of this in the chemo chair. And when I look at our youth and when I look at Moms And I'm just like, if we can teach them these things, and they don't have to learn it, you know, through a nutritionist or through a physical therapist or through an oncologist, I'd so much rather be the one teaching them in a really fun, lighthearted way.
1: I agree. Well, the other thing that I love, I um, because we've given these classes at our our super survivor support groups that like uh, survivors and caregivers come to, and we teach them how to make the products. And when I've helped, you know, here's how to make the laundry detergent. W- women and men are so surprised at one how easy it is, two how economic it is. Uh, the costs are so low, and then three. The how toxic most laundry detergent is, and the laundry detergent is going on the largest organ of your body, your skin. So, this is your clothing, your sheets, your towels, and then, of course, you've got the dryer sheets that are a whole potpourri of toxins that we get so to true. share with them. You know, use the dryer balls,
3: yes. Um, and you know, those were things that I had really not known before cancer myself I mean when I started realizing all the toxins I had in my house I was shocked because I really thought I had a pretty healthy home and things like um, dryer sheets I had used my whole life never even questioned it but to find out they're filled with toxins they block your pores you aren't able to detoxify your own body when you do you can make a simple change to dryer balls it's Yep.
1: Again, about the easiest thing you can do what you don't know, you don't know. It's crazy. Ashley, what about you? I know you've been working with the volunteers making all of the products. What is the response you're getting from the volunteers?
2: Oh, they're having a good time making it. We've got um, a couple of volunteers that when they come in, that's just what they do because they're enjoying it so much. Um, And um, some of them have actually asked for the recipes um, so that they could make them Um, At home themselves. So I think it's really not just impacting the survivors that we're sharing these products with, but the volunteers that are making them, it's impacting them and their choices that they're starting to make and making changes in their lives so that they can prevent, you know, possibly prevent uh, cancer, you know, by lowering their chemicals
1: yeah it's it's so crazy i didn't realize how many chemicals were out there and then not just in your daily products but in your food as well that changed my costco trips forever when i learned that nitrates were awful for you this was in almost every packaged food in all of your lunch meats and so when i would pick up a box and i started reading ingredients I realized I had to put it back down and I think I left my Costco trip after I learned about all the toxins in our food and um, with you know some water and some organic spinach and that was about it and thankfully over the years uh, I think there has been a push for cleaner food and now I pick up the box and if I read there's five ingredients and I can pronounce each ingredient and I know what it is, it's probably safe for me. And, you know, if it's got 30 ingredients that I can't pronounce a one of them, uh, I'm, you know, definitely going to put that down. And then also learning about the Dirty Dozen and Clean 15. Uh, these are, the Dirty Dozen is the, uh the, the fruits and vegetables with the highest residual of pesticides on them. And who knew that those big old containers of strawberry were one of the the worst offenders, and I kept picking them up. So I definitely, I buy organic, and if it's not available organic, then I just don't buy it at all. So you can also look at the Clean 15, that has the lowest residual and of pesticides. So those, you don't have to worry about being Organic and a good rule of thumb on the Dirty Dozen is um, you can look at that on ewg.org. They always uh, they're the ones testing all of the the produce for the the chemicals on them. And so they do a new list every single year, and the the Dirty Dozen is on there. Um, It's strawberries, spinach, kale, nectarines, apples, grapes, cherries, peaches, pears, hot peppers, celeries, tomatoes. So these are typically the uh, fruits and vegetables with a very thin skin that the pesticides are seeping in. So uh, just to, to be aware, buy those organic. Try not to buy them at all, or make sure you are washing them very, very well well. And um, do, any, any other education that's standing out to, to any one of our staff?
4: Um, I think for me with the diet, I just want to add in there, you talked about what's your magic number. And for me, I was like, well, I eat a lot of fruit snacks. So that has to count for something, right? And when you take fruit and process it, you're really just getting the sugar part of the fruit. And so for me, it was realizing, okay, a whole foods diet is really the way to go. I mean, there's fad diets, there's, you know, keto, there's vegan, there's pescatarian, but really I think what's important is just a whole foods diet, you know, eliminating a lot of the processed food, trying to find those organics that don't have up to 80,000 different chemicals that could be on them, you know, so for me, it was really whole foods diet, Try to fit those whole food vegetable and fruit in there, (laughs) not the fruit snacks, not the kale chips. But yeah.
1: Good point, Jess. I love that. So I would also like to add in something
2: um, as far as like switching out your products. One of the things in our education presentation that we um, ask, you know, that we tell um, people is to start small, you know, swap out one thing each time. Um, that way you can slowly build up, um, the better products, um, because sometimes it can be overwhelming to just trash everything all at once. Um, so I think that was like a big takeaway for me and made it, um, super easy for me to transition. So as soon as something was empty, that was it. It wasn't coming back in the house. It was research and find the better product.
1: I agree. I totally agree. So I, I think, uh, Lord, did you have anything else to add? No, I, I would just encourage people to be mindful and really
3: what they, what they put in their bodies, what they put on their bodies, what they bring in their homes should be quality. So, I mean, it's easy to just go through and pick by your nose whatever fragrance is leading you, but just, I mean, it's very simple to just take a minute and, um, be, be a little choosier for yourself and your family.
1: Yep. And you said fragrance, which in my household is the F word. Fragrance. <laughs> I, I have to add this in. So fragrance, uh, any product that is on the shelves, it is up to the public to prove that it is unsafe nothing has to be tested companies don't have to prove that it's safe before they put it on the shelves and it's our responsibility to prove that it's unsafe and fragrance which is shocking to me they don't because it is a trade secret they don't even have to disclose what is in fragrance and it is typically filled with petroleum based products and you know think of an oil can are you going to lather that on? your body spray that on your body absolutely not so there's definitely alternatives to fragrance that you can use uh, with essential oils and uh, it's so, so many different ways to still smell beautiful but without all the toxic chemicals, and so I think um, uh, the takeaway today is really baby steps. You maybe can't do it all in in one week, but every single month, choose a new baby step, and you know check you, check your products. Uh, check you know how, what is your magic number? What is that? You know how much water are you drinking? Make those baby steps. We have challenges in our magazine, so download that magazine, pick up a copy request a copy, and then take a baby step every single way to lowering your risk of cancer. Step up to prevention. You have the power. So I would like to, every week, we end with a check for a lump challenge. So our challenge for you today is to go on to EWG and to check your laundry detergent and see if it is toxic or not we want you to also check your dishwashing detergent this is you're washing your dishes and you're drinking out of those cups eating off of those plates and again just like the laundry detergent many of those are uh, highly toxic so check that and check your lotion you're again putting on putting lotion on your largest or organ, your skin. So please take that baby step, check out and see how toxic they are, if it is toxic. Throw it out. Uh, you don't want that in your house because you do not want cancer. Trust us, it is no fun. Uh, so make those baby steps. And again, please, please, please check for a lump. Super easy. All you have to do is feel your breast, look at your breast, look for changes lumps, bumps, pain, redness, swelling, discharge of the nipple, checking your armpit and um, have your timely mammogram. So please go to our website for information on all of our programs. We provide free breast health education, mammograms, wigs, and support. So thank you for checking in with Check for a Lump, and we will see you next week.